Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, We're in full summer mode over here. The kids are literally in the backyard right now um, playing with giant boxes. We got a new trampoline that came in some big boxes and they've turned these boxes into a pirate ship and it has a sail and it has, I think it's like a, a movable, a movable sail even like I think they can adjust it if they need to. And it's awesome. They're wearing pirate gear, like the whole nine yards. It's awesome. Our oldest is 11, but she loves to, uh, she's quite the engineer. So she is helping to facilitate this imagination land, which is so cool because she is the engineer and she's building and she's moving and she's getting things to work. And then I love to see our five-year-old, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we set up for our two oldest when they were littler. And it's kind of fun to see the oldest now facilitating it for the younger ones. So our five-year-old's just in heaven with his uh, two older sisters home right now. The baby's napping. And uh, anyways, so that's us. We're in summer mode right now, enjoying the sunshine. And our trampoline, by the way, is awesome. We got one that goes into the ground. It's this new design where like the legs aren't as long, so you don't have to dig as big of a hole. But our trampoline's blown over our fence a couple times. (laughs) It's quite embarrassing when your trampoline flies into your neighbor's yard. And obviously it wasn't very safe. So we removed our old one and we put one in the ground and we dug it by hand and I'm super proud. So anyways, that's uh, what's going on over here. So today we're going to talk about um, our backlog. So this is a concept that uh, is is really interesting. Um, and the more you talk about it, the more that you realize maybe I've got my own backlog going on. So you might be wondering, what does that even mean, Whitney? So <clears throat> when I refer to the backlog, what I'm talking to, what we're talking about is all of the things from our past that we haven't yet healed or processed or figured out, or the things that are kind of accumulating over time. So our emotions are for the present moment. So in the present moment, we have emotions. And as we address them, as we process them, as we acknowledge them, then they get to digest, they get to process and move on. Um, Kind of if you think about like ocean waves, if you're sitting in the ocean, standing in the ocean, and you have these waves that come by, and they kind of come up a little bit higher, and then they pass by. And that is how emotion should be. They're meant for that present moment, and then they pass through. And sometimes the time, the amount of time that it takes for them to process That can vary, right? The intensity can vary, but for the most part, they're not meant to be stored and held on to. The problem is, is that most of us have not been trained. We have not learned how to process emotions. And so as those things come up, as our daily life comes up, as we feel stress, as we feel anxiety, as we feel all kinds of things, we are not necessarily pros at processing and noticing and acknowledging those things in the moment. And so then what do we do with them? 
Well, we hold on to them. We store them. A lot of times we think, well, I'll figure this out once, you know, when I, when I get to bed tonight, when I get to bed tonight, then I'll, I'll just take a deep breath. I'll think about it or over the weekend, right? Like on the weekend, I'll have enough time to really think about this and process it. Or maybe we are like, oh, I just need a vacation. I need some space and some time to think about this. But in reality, we don't really use those times efficiently. We don't use them for what we're intending them to be for. And so we kind of have this backlog of stuff that we've kind of either swept under the rug, or we felt like we just kind of have to push through in order to get through the week in order to get through the school day, whatever it is. And so we have this backlog of stuff. And so some of it is from like a week ago and two weeks ago and a month ago. And some of it is from like five years ago and 20 years ago. And so as we are learning and growing, we have the capacity and the availability to look at things that we couldn't have even processed a long time ago. So for example, like when we were kids, so if there were instances when you felt a lot of fear as a kid, you probably didn't have the tools and the capacity to be able to work through that. And that's a huge part of what our parents can do for us, right? To help us to work through those things. But in reality, a lot of us didn't really have you know, parents that knew how to do that either. And so sometimes if we're experiencing something like fear, it's not just the fear in the moment, that wave that comes through and then passes by. But in reality, we're working with, you know, years and decades of fear and that can kind of accumulate over time. And if you have read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, the idea is that your body holds on to things as we accumulate them over time. And then, you know, the body doesn't lie. So sometimes we have that ongoing tension and stress within the chest, within the the neck and the back and the shoulders or in the, in the lower back and in the, in the gut and other places as well. But those are some of the most popular and also in the head with headaches and tension headaches. So the body doesn't lie. The body keeps the score. And over time we have um, this sense of like, If we are wanting to progress and wanting to learn and to self-improve and do inner work, this is one of the things we have to look at. You have to look at like, well, what, what's that backpack that I'm carrying? Like, am I carrying a backpack of luggage? Am I, am I having this backlog of stuff that I'm carrying along the way? And then also trying to self-improve because if you want to self-improve, you really have to look and open, open up that backpack. You have to look behind the door. You have to look and say, okay, what's going on here? So I like to use a couple of analogies. One of them is that backpack, right? We're carrying that along with us wherever we go. And um, it's harder to show up as your authentic self, your genuine self, when you are continuing to carry this heavy load. Or the other analogy is that it's all kind of pressing behind this closed door. (laughs) So if you imagine you have this closed door behind you or next to you, and you kind of have all of these old feelings, old emotions, um, triggers, relationships, all of these things behind this closed door that they're, they're just lined up waiting. They're like, Hey, we're here, you know, take your time, but also hurry up. Like we want to move on. And, um, and so what we're going to talk about today is that backlog. And, uh, obviously the, the damage the backlog can do is pretty severe. Um, you know, over time you're accumulating, an excess of stress more than you need to. And so if we take that um, example of fear, so if you were to experience fear today for whatever purpose or whatever reason, 
if you have a backlog that comes with it, it's not just that present moment fear, but you're also experiencing this backlog of fear. Um, You may have heard me in the past refer to that as like a rubber band ball. So instead of just that one single rubber band of like, hey, here's some fear today, you have this entire knotted rubber band ball. And so instead of just experiencing that one rubber band, experiencing that in the moment, whew, okay, I feel some fear. It's like knotted in this rubber band ball. And so it's almost even hard to notice what emotion it is. It's hard to digest. It's hard to acknowledge because it's so wrapped up in other things. It's wrapped up in a whole lot of um, other experiences. It's wrapped up in a lot of triggers in other emotions. So I uh, am thinking, you know, I was thinking of what's an example that I could use from our, you know, recent daily life. So one of the things that I could bring up is um, our night times. So we um, have kids who have a lot of amazing skills. One of them is that they are very aware at nighttime. <laughs> and so which that means that our nighttimes, sometimes when our kids get going on like, hey, I had this nightmare or I'm feeling scared. When they have that, then they will come in and let us know and talk to us. And as they have gotten older, we want to answer them age appropriately, right? Like now that our kids are older, I want to make sure they have the skills to work through that without completely relying on us 100%. And for me and for my husband, because we've been dealing with nighttime stuff for a really long time with our kids and with some specific, some of our specific kids, <laughs> then it almost feels like there's this backlog of stuff that we need to process so that we can address that kid's needs in the moment, authentically, genuinely, and very nicely. <laughs> because if we're not careful, we are looking back at these, you know, this decade, honestly, of um, kind of off and on having um, sleep issues, and they've gotten significantly better. But um, as we are woken up in the middle of the night, if we aren't careful, then we are kind of bringing with us that backpack. And we're like, oh, you know, that we can, we can feel a lot of resentment. We can feel a lot of heaviness. We can feel a lot of um, blame for our kids um, that they are even waking us up at nighttime. And so we need to make sure that we are working through that backlog and saying, okay, in the present moment, what is it that my kids need from me? And that's where that recently it's been like, they need tools, right? They need to know what to do if they do wake up at nighttime so that they can work through it without completely relying on us. Whereas when they were like three or two, it might've been like, they need some snuggles. Or it might have been like they just need to be reassured and then sent back to bed. And so it's kind of changed over time. Um, but that's an instance where like we could very easily bring that backpack and we could just unload the resentment and we could unload the blame and we could just tell them, oh, look at all this, this sleep we've missed because of the times that you've woken us up. And every once in a while that does come out and it's not our authentic self. And I do feel bad for it. And so, um, you might be able to think of examples for yourself of one of those instances when throughout the day, are you feeling that trigger, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, and the, the goal here is that if you're feeling that trigger, if you're feeling, um, especially, 
um, attached to something that's happening and, and emotionally attached to it and the response feels bigger than usual, it's pretty likely that there is a backpack there. There's a backlog of information that you can work through. So again, kind of that first step is looking at where in your day are you feeling triggered and then noticing, is there possibly a backlog there? I can almost guarantee that the answer is yes, there is. And so I would then list where in your life are you feeling those triggers and what's the backlog? Sometimes you can recognize pretty easily. Like if we take the example of nighttime and kids, I could say that backlog is maybe some past years of feeling resentful and feeling that lack of sleep and feeling overly exhausted and fatigued or feeling um, like I need to be more open with my kids in those instances. And so then I would write down those specific items that are coming up for me when I think about that trigger and then making sure that I am looking at it from all sides and saying like, okay, emotionally, what's the backlog? Physically, what's the backlog? Maybe it's, again, just that fatigue and feeling tired and knowing that I really need some extra sleep. Um, And then mentally, what are the thoughts that come with it? Well, the thought probably is something along the lines of my kids shouldn't be waking me up right? And if I have that thought and I'm a parent, then I'll probably feel some resistance because it's very common for kids to be waking you up, especially when they're younger. And so um, I can look at the thoughts that come with that. And then I can look at where do I feel disconnected, which is the spiritual area? Where do I feel disconnected when this happens? Um, Do I feel connected to my authentic self? And if not, then where is that disconnect? So I would just kind of ask those four questions going over the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual to help to identify where exactly the backlog is feeling heavy. You know, what is it that I'm holding on to there? And then you can also look at the backlog as thinking we are we are ever changing beings. So we kind of have this duality where there's part of us that doesn't ever want to change. Our brain wants to run the same programs over and over um, in order to conserve energy, to save energy. But then there's this other side of us that wants to continually learn and grow and develop. And I like to think of a snake, you know, we're constantly kind of moving into that new skin and then shedding the things that no longer serve us. And so this is that process. This is part of shedding those things that no longer serve us. We're letting go. We're taking out those rocks and saying, man, I don't even know how long I've been carrying this. It's really not that relevant to me anymore. And allowing ourselves to detox and to let go as our body is ready. And so um, part of that process is going to feel a lot easier than expected. I think when people go into that backlog, they have the expectation that it's going to be really, really difficult and it's going to be really hard. But I have an opposite opinion. I think that if you're ready and if you're, um, that, that we can trust our body, honestly, like we can trust that if it's coming up for you right now, then it's ready to move on. It's ready to be looked at. It's ready to be processed and we don't have to do it all at once. So if there is an example of a time in your life, when you remember specific triggers, then you can look at that and say, I might not be able to remove hundred percent of the triggers today, but could I remove 30% of them? Or could I remove 50% of them and think of it as if we're removing one layer at a time. So today, my body might be physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually ready to let go of a certain amount of that trigger. 
it's it's easy it, you know it's just like a snake it's like that part that's already pretty much disconnected from us it's not important it's ready to be detoxed and to move on and so that is kind of what we're working with trust your body that there is a portion if you're feeling a trigger there's a portion of that that you're already ready to let go of and that process can be really easy and then kind of that next layer i feel like um is where we can kind of get into some thought work and you can think about what are those thoughts that come with that trigger. So going back to that example about sleep, if I have the the thought, that false belief that my kids should not be waking me up, then that's creating a lot of discomfort within my body. And so if I can notice that thought and then choose a different thought, I will have a different outcome. And so kind of those first two layers are number one, just that that first layer of just like the snake shedding their skin that's the stuff that's already ready to, to let go of. And I, I like to think of this too, when I have conversations with somebody and then they say something that I used to think, then I'm like, oh, I remember when I thought that. And and because I can notice that it's no longer a thought of mine, it's like a sign to me that I can let go of that thought. And like, oh, I think I was still holding on to that and it's not serving me anymore. And then the other one, again, is looking at the thoughts that go with it. If you can acknowledge and notice the false beliefs behind it, then you can choose a different thought moving forward. And again, I promise you this process is much easier than you think. It really can be simple. It can be succinct. It can be exactly what you're ready for. And I think when I work with clients, they think like, oh man, this is going to feel, it's going to feel hard. It's going to feel messy and it's going to feel gross even. And I just want to offer to you the idea that if you are working in your body's natural capacity and you're working in that present moment, you'll be aware of what you can process right then and there. And I also going back to the idea of like waiting till you're on vacation or waiting for the weekend or waiting for the evening to process things. I would offer to you too, that you can be aware as you go throughout your day so that you can be in the present moment. This is what the present moment is for, is for acknowledging and processing and being in your own body and being in your own mind and being in your own skin and being able to offer opinions in the moment. And so I would just uh, offer that idea to you too, that you don't have to wait to do this work. And at first it takes practice. It's kind of like meditation. Like if you want to show up in your life more present with less, um, less thoughts, just overwhelming your brain, then you practice meditation, right? And so this is a time where like, you can sit down and think about that backlog and you can process through it. You can take pockets of time where you're creating space to process so that you can do it more easily in your daily life in the moment. So we're going to keep it pretty short and sweet today. Um, I, again, just offer to you to sit down and look at your backlog, <laughs> look at what you're carrying, look at what's in there. And I, another funny thing about this is that everyone carries totally different stuff. And we don't always have the choice of what we're carrying, but we do have the choice for what we want to let go of and what we want to carry moving forward. So again, going back to the example of like when we're children, there is more like more than likely there's stuff that wasn't properly processed because you're a child and you don't have that emotional intelligence. And perhaps your parents didn't have the awareness that you needed help with that, or they didn't have the skills to do so either. But you accumulate things as a child 
based on what you know, right? And so it's more than likely that we have stuff from our childhood. And so bringing that into our daily life and then saying, hey, I that's no longer serving me. I want to let go of that. And being able to use that process to your benefit. I always tell my kids because sometimes they... <laughs> They, they use this vocabulary, right? Like they use kind of this emotional intelligence type vocabulary, but sometimes they use it against themselves. Like they'll be like, well, I have this trigger here. And I always remind them to make sure that they're using that information to their benefit and not holding it against themselves. And I do this too. We all do this where we like sometimes have those triggers or we have those things that we like kind of hold as like, well, this is just the way that I run. Like this is just the way that I am. But make sure that you're using this information in a positive way, that you're using it to your benefit and that you are utilizing it to become more present and more authentic in your daily life. So I hope that's helpful. Um, Again, just remember that you have the availability to process in the moment. And you also have the capability to look and say, hey, what is no longer serving me and what can I let go of? And I hope that you guys all unload a little bit. (laughs) And me too, I'm always working on this, looking and saying, what am I holding in my backpack? What's behind that closed door knocking on the door? Um, And being able to kind of pull some things out and set them aside and then be able to feel that lightness and feel that ability to be um, more attached and closer to the present moment. Oh, and one more thing I want to mention about this backlog is that the backlog, as it gets smaller and as you process things over time, then in the moment, things can process easier. So I've used this example before where in our home, the more that we talked about emotions and, um, you know, the, the vocabulary became like more open and emotions are okay. They're separate from actions Um, All of these different things, these rules that we kind of teach about emotions, um, we notice just a decrease in drama. And even in my own brain, like as I have processed triggers, as I have um, released things that are no longer serving me, the drama within my head has decreased significantly. And so there is a really positive outcome to looking at this backlog. And that is that you are honestly clearing up space for the future and for the present moment. And then as things come up, as those waves come through and you're feeling something like sadness or fear, or you're feeling something like joy, when we have these emotions pass through, we're working only on the present moment. And we don't have this huge rubber band ball. We don't have this huge backlog that is also pressing. And so that's where working through things in the moment, as opposed to waiting till vacation or waiting till the weekend, it becomes manageable because it's so much smaller than it used to be. Okay. So I just wanted to end with that thought too. So I hope you have a good, a good week and I'll talk to you soon. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.